In this episode of Packaging Talks, we are joined by Mr. Shriman Banerjee, a global expert in pharmaceutical packaging. Shriman is the head of packaging development at CDE at Takeda Pharmaceuticals Company Limited, based out of Boston, USA, and has over 22 years of extensive global experience in primary, secondary packaging and device development. Let's join the conversation. Hello, everyone. Uh, it's my great pleasure to welcome Sriman Banerjee, my good old friend and uh, one of the most accomplished uh, packaging professionals in the packaging space to our podcast series. Uh, welcome, Sriman. Thank you, Dr. Rangaprasad. So, Sriman, you had a very rich experience in working across different continents, different countries, different cultures, different geographies. Uh, what has struck you as some of the most uh, notable trends in pharma packaging? over the last couple of years. Let's say if we were to take around two years as a time span, what in your opinion would be those most striking uh, developments in the pharma packaging space? So over the last one year, we have seen uh, a significant uh, new trends coming in the pharmaceutical packaging. And uh, I mean, it's uh, obviously attributed to the COVID-19 uh, crisis, which uh, has led to some of these uh, new trends coming within the packaging space. And I mean, I won't say it's uh, in the pharmaceutical space. I mean, the trends have been a step different from what we see in general packaging because of the nature of uh, use or the nature where, uh, you know, uh, the end use of the product as well. So a couple of things which, uh, you know, I would like to highlight here is like uh, people have in regular course uh, adapted to more of e-commerce uh, business and e-commerce shopping. Similarly, what we have seen in the pharmaceutical space is patients have more got acclimatized to e-doctors. And what does that mean when it translates uh, into packaging is we see more of uh, patients uh, trying to use even uh, big molecule products at home rather than visiting the doctor's office. And uh, similarly, we have seen a lot of uh, medicines being delivered in terms of uh, patient's home as well. Uh, so when you translate it, uh, you know, the packaging needs to be adapted to these uh, changes, which is more in terms of uh, uh, the way the patient can use the packs at home with instructions or ease of use or even ease of uh, opening. Needless to mention, that also adds an additional level of uh, a requirement of anti-counterfeit. And uh, that is again a trend which we have started seeing uh, in, in the pharmaceutical industry. Apart from that, uh, there is also a trend which we see in terms of convenience, where uh, patients or consumers would like to use the products in different settings, be it at home or even in office given that the new pharmaceutical products are uh, different from what uh, you know, we have seen in the past as well. So again, there is a, a requirement in terms of whether it is uh, no messy use of a product or uh, ease of uh, product use in these settings. We also see a lot of requirements uh, of sustainability coming in, be it on account of regulations or even uh, patients, consumers, uh, awareness about uh, this subject. And that is an area which, uh, uh, which is of focus uh, in the pharmaceutical industry. And last but not the least, I would like to touch upon uh, smart packaging, which uh, also has made inroads uh, into this area 
in terms of uh, providing compliance as well as uh, uh, those regimen monitoring, etc. So, I mean, these are some of the trends which we have been seeing over the last uh, two years in the packaging space. Thanks, Sriman. Now, since you touched about the uh, about the concerns and the crisis that uh, COVID-19 has evolved globally, uh, what do you think or what are your uh, basic thoughts on how packaging and transportation and cold chain storage uh, plays an important part in the uh, safe delivery of vaccine to the ultimate uh, end user. And uh, what do you think are, uh, or in terms of packaging requirements, are any specific modifications or improvisations are required to deal with this kind of scenario? So I would say that over the last uh, two or three years, uh, the drug product development has also uh, changed stream. So now we see more of uh, drug development happening in uh, areas like gene therapy, in plasma therapy, cell therapy, and such uh, uh, programs, which necessitates a different use of uh, packaging. And as I say, in most cases, many of these packaging was not taught when uh, we uh, graduated from uh, college and school. Nevertheless, uh, these are the new areas which require differentiated uh, packaging in terms of storage, in terms of transit, and even in terms of primary packaging requirements due to the nature of uh, the medicines uh, and the products. This is an evolving pace where uh, you require a substantial amount of cold chain and not the cold chain which uh, we have heard in the past uh, which is uh, refrigerated conditions but many in these cases read cryogenic conditions at uh, minus 70 and the packaging needs to be adapted to these uh, cold conditions which means uh, the adhesives uh, which are used needs to withstand temperatures of uh, this nature including if uh, any paper paperboard packaging used along with it not to mention it poses a significant challenge in terms of selection of uh, primary packaging material as we know glass uh, is uh, fragile at uh, that temperature and there are you know other polymer materials which uh, also needs to be uh, considered for such developments however i mean there are some challenges, be it on extractable and leachables and other uh, forms when we use polymers, and therefore it restricts the use of certain materials to applications uh, of this nature. And uh, there is a lot of development uh, while it is happening in this space. It will only be few years when we see realization of some of these uh, uh, new developments in packaging, which are focused on uh, on cryogenic packaging or packaging of uh, these type of molecules. Sriman, one of the uh, challenges before pharma packaging uh, material suppliers has been uh, uh, tamper-proof or child-resistant packaging. What, in your opinion, has been uh, some of the major developments uh, globally uh, with regard to providing safe packs and uh, keeping children out of reach, uh, reaching uh, harmful drugs or uh, scheduled drugs? The child resistance packaging was adopted uh, in the US in the 1960s and subsequently implemented in uh, the early 1970s. And uh, it focuses uh, more on uh, uh, 
child resistance uh, in terms of uh, access of the products to children. And subsequently, many of these uh, regulations were adopted in Europe, Australia, and uh, what we see now is these regulations also being adopted in emerging uh, countries like UAE and some of the other countries uh, across the world as well. There are subsequent legislations by the US CPSC with respect to choking hazards and use of certain packaging uh, in that space as well. We see this coming as a global legislation over the years as the countries mature and the children also you know, are uh, aware of some of these uh, medications and get attracted to it and the risks therefore posed by such uh, uh, products. I was fortunate to lead uh, the, the program uh, at the different uh, corporates related uh, to this uh, attribute. What we see happening today is uh, more of uh, realization of uh, the child resistance aspect across the globe. And we also see a lot of innovations happening in this space, the way the child resistance cap is designed or even develop the sustainability aspects coming out of it and so on and so forth. And there's a reason for many of these developments happening. It is also related to while the earlier child resistance testing focused only on uh, testing with children, the new regulation issued a couple of years back also takes into consideration testing of uh, child resistance pack with seniors above the age of 65 as well which means that uh, the packaging needs to pass at uh, both the ends. We also see a lot of sustainability aspects coming in into the CRSF packaging where by earlier we had uh, the push and turn closures which were two piece and now we see more of the squeeze and turn closures which is uh, typically one piece in that uh, nature. Tamper evidence and counterfeiting is a separate subject uh, altogether and we see uh, again a lot of uh, innovations happening around uh, both the areas as more drug products uh, are uh, being sold or uh, used by patients across the world. Nevertheless, there is a trend uh, now of in some form uh, combining both of them together which is anti-counterfeit and tamper evidence. Uh, to deter uh, many of uh, anti-counterfeit uh, companies uh, in that space to work on it. Yeah, that's great. That's very interesting, Sriman. Now, uh, we move on to the other uh, group, that is the uh, elderly and the senior citizens group. What are the specific requirements, let's say, globally, or are they uh, very country-specific with respect to the packaging that is required to comply with, say, the uh, elderly population? So, we see the aging population increasing across uh, the world. However, it has increased in certain pockets more than uh, others. For example, in Europe and Japan, we see the aging population rapidly rising as uh, compared to some of the other countries as well. With this, it poses a big challenge in terms of the healthcare system in the first place, as well as how medicines are dispensed to the aging population. Now, in different societal norms, the way the whole system, the healthcare system works is uh, is different. Nevertheless, 
the packaging which is evolving now takes into consideration the various human factor studies which are conducted at the end targeted towards aging population which gives uh, and provides insights in terms of how the pack needs to be developed. So for an example, we see a lot of closures now having PPE or soft touch liners coming along with it, which enables the easy opening because of the better grip you get with reference to these type of closures. Similarly, we see on the other end, a lot of products which also have more of intuitiveness and easy opening features attached to it to enable the aging population to access the products uh, easily. So these are some of the trends which we are seeing coming up in uh, this area. There are also trends uh, which are coming up in terms of uh, label deciphering as we know that the aging population obviously also means that there are certain issues which happens with eyesight and therefore the readability of some of the elements which are put into be it patient information leaflets or even the pack itself. So how do you, you know, increase the font size or uh, have it mentioned in such a way that it helps in easy reading and navigation through the instructions. So these are some of the things which, uh, you know, we see happening uh, towards developing packs for uh, the aging population. And there are some guidelines which are again coming up in different parts of the world, which provide aspects in terms of uh, how a pack needs to be developed for, for that uh, demography. Yeah, that's very interesting, Srema. Now, uh, just to carry on this discussion forward, there's been a lot of interest and a lot of countries, maybe especially in Europe, uh, are advocating the use of smart and intelligent packaging for uh, the pharma sector. Uh, what kind of uh, products are particularly amenable to these kinds of terms? Does it not uh, in increase the cost when you make the packs too technology-oriented instead of simplifying the packs uh, for these kind of applications? Smart packaging has made inroads uh, into our lives in some form or the other and everything in the world which we see today is uh, in some form again or the other digitized. I mean, the digital world has evolved significantly over the last uh, one decade, which also means that uh, most of us carry mobile phone or a smart device of some form with us uh, always and uh, access information within that device. There are certain elements of smart packaging, which is indeed helpful in the pharmaceutical sector. And that is being leveraged across, be it by patients, be it the healthcare professionals or even regulatory agencies. Now, the basic of smart packaging is providing a QR code on pack, which can be scanned and uh, you get the product information on your smart, in your smartphone and or it could have an NFC chip of some form, which again acts similarly, but uh, you can also in that have uh, videos and several other features attached to it. This enables patients uh, to understand about the product more. It also you know, provides a pathway of providing videos, which uh, hitherto was not possible with the conventional patient information leaflets and that enables better use and compliance of the product. There have been several research which has been done in this area in the MIT US, 
and uh, they have found out uh, the advantages of some of these elements being elaborated. We see smart packaging here to stay as well as evolutions taking place in that aspect. We see now inhalers which have come up with uh, Bluetooth connectivity, which uh, you know gives you alerts, which has a potential of uh, monitoring your dose regimen. It has a potential of uh, sharing the information directly with the doctor to see a compliance of use of your medicine and enables also a lot of, I would say, research in the area of clinical studies, which hitherto was, was a little bit challenging. And uh, with smart packaging, we are able to do some of these studies in, in a much more robust manner. So, I mean, I see a lot of opportunities coming up in the smart packaging space in uh, days to come. And some of the, again, attributes which I spoke uh, previously, be it uh, medicines delivered home or even aging population, etc., where this would be an added advantage in terms of how the product is received and used. Thank you, Sriman. It's been great listening to you. And I'm sure our listeners would have also benefited from uh, your ideas and uh, your thoughts and experiences in this uh, fascinating and more evolving space of pharmaceutical packaging. Thank you for your time. It was great pl pleasure having, uh, having you on our Packaging Talks podcast episode. Wish you all the very best and thank you for your time. Thank you, Dr. Rangaprasad, for inviting me for this session and uh, look forward for uh, future sessions as well. Thank you for tuning in to Packaging Talks. If you would like to share feedback, or would like us to focus on certain aspects of packaging, do write to us at info at packaging360.in. Now a word about our partners. Packaging Talks was created using HubHopper Studio and is heard across platforms like Spotify, Ghana, Google Podcasts, Make Music and more. HubHopper is India's leading podcast creation platform. Click on the link in the episode description or visit www.hubhopperstudio.com for more.